0: Yeah, it is hump day already, and it is a wonderful, wonderful day in the world of the stretch I read. but I still can't tell you about it until Friday. I'm going to tell you about it on Friday. Friday, I'm going to be talking. Friday, I'm going to maybe spill the beans. It's going to be hard to do. I'm in a house with lots of ears, ears that listen yet hate me and my show, but we will talk about it a little bit on Friday right now. I'm going to tell you that we have got a whole lot of moto going on on the show today. Coming up next, we'll get a little interview with uh, Dylan Ferrandez coming in second place for the second week in a row on the 450 Pro Motocross Outdoor Championship. So we are stoked on that, talking to Dylan. Dylan's a very cool guy. I like Dylan a lot. Dylan was dominant beast mode in the 250s. And then when he moved up to the 450s, he was dominant beast mode in the outdoors. And then he was hurt for basically a year. So he's just getting back into it. And I think he's going to get faster as this season goes. And coming in second two weeks in a row is no slouch. I had a feeling he'd be coming in first if it wasn't for a dude named Jet Lawrence who just has got youth and speed on his side. He's fast as F that kid. Got Jet Lawrence updates in the Moto Minute today. Man, Jet's really, really good. I have a confession to make, too. I am currently wearing, and I'm not joking, I got fake Easy's on. Not easy Adidas. The really super ugly, ugly fake Crocs. Uh, Kanye West knocked off Crocs with an ugly looking, it looks like a tennis shoe, but it's made out of Croc material. And now they have fake ones. I bought a fake pair online for like eight bucks, and (laughs) they're fake Yeezys. And I'm not crying, I'm going to wear the hell out of these things. Because I've had a pair of Crocs, ugly-ass old Crocs, that were sent to me from the company Crocs when they were relatively new. I'm not kidding. I've had one pair for more than 20 years. And they are just about worn out. And I wear them around my house every day, like house slippers, if you will. Because my house is awful. I hate my house. My house has hardwood floors only. My wife hates carpet. And I love carpet. And... Probably for the good that we don't have carpet because we have three dogs, but I walk around with shoes on because I have effed up feet and my feet hurt, so I wear Crocs that are the softest thing in the world. Now I'm wearing fake Crocs, and they are not only fake Crocs, they are fake Yeezys. I put a picture up of my fake Yeezys. They're called Streezies. These are. That's what these shoes are called. Knock off. Knock off fake Crocs. So Yeezy did a knockoff of Croc and then somebody did a knockoff of the Yeezy. Now they're Streezies, because I'm wearing them. I'm very excited. All right, besides Moto today, you also will get a rerun of the Hunter Lawrence interview in the middle of the show. Remember the the Moto interviews got crap quality because it was 90 effing degrees up in Hangtown and they were in a a media tent after the races just sweating their balls off and there were fans blowing directly on the microphones. And they also are giving the guys a handheld microphone, which is always a bad uh, audio thing. As, a, as an audio dude, I can tell you, it's way better if the microphone doesn't move and they can just talk to it. But when they move it in and out of their mouth and move their hands around, it tends to overmodulate and get really loud. But we'll do what we can do. Shout out to them for making it available to us. We're happy about that. Coming up next, I got a, well, I got a wah, wah, wah for Iran. Iran's, like, going to go be all braggadocious, and and I got a feeling they might be sadly mistaken, but we'll find out about that, I guess. I hope we don't find out about it. Also uh, got a story where people are pointing and laughing from California at our friends in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. The people of the Carolinas are wonderful people. I wouldn't mind moving there outside of the hurricanes. Being in the Carolinas would not be that bad. I love me some Carolinas. I got a, what, the Florida today that is just weird as all hell. Maybe the weirdest story I've ever heard. And then I have, I'm going to do one segment today that has two stories in it. Both of them are men who are hunters and they are hunting Very, very, very elusive things. Two completely different paths. But they are uh, gentlemen who are dedicating their lives to tracking something down. And they're just worthy of being in the same segment. So we will get into all of that and a lot more. But Dylan Ferran is coming up next right here on the Hump Day edition of the Stretch Show on the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are going to sit down with Mr. Dylan Ferrandez of the Star Racing Yamaha team. And we sat down with him last week after the first round of the pro motocross season, where he finished second overall. And here we are after the second round at Hangtown in Sacramento, and he is second overall again. So, Dylan, let's talk about the bike. I know last week you said that you really had been out and just kind of not being able to ride because of the injury, and the only reason riding you've really done in the last year was preparing for Supercross, and it was a different tale with this bike as far as a Supercross track and a Motocross track. You feel it's better suited for Supercross, and you really didn't get a chance to dial it in. I guess didn't get enough testing and all of that. You had about six weeks on the bike uh, as far as prepping for outdoor season, so were you able to do more testing? Uh, walk us through your comfort level of this bike. It seems like you're getting some really solid results. You're staying pretty fast, and and. In the championship hunt at number two right now so walk us through what's been going on with you and the bike and your thoughts on the track today and you know in your overalls on so far this season
1: uh, yeah yeah, for sure we did a uh, testing this week obviously okay. last weekend uh, was a being a uh, big learning for us yeah. and uh, yeah we, we tried more this week at the, at the farm in Florida okay. and uh, yeah we show up uh, this race with new setup yeah uh but again i uh, struggled a little bit with arm pump uh, all okay. day and uh just for the last motor we changed uh, the shock okay. and uh we had tried this shocker before but with that setup new setup we changed the shock and uh, yeah the bike was way better so okay. i think now we uh, we're getting close to what i what i like what i want on the bike and uh i was uh, a little bit disappointed in second motor. i gave the whole shot to uh, to jet and and coops because uh yeah i had it and uh yeah, I, I think that second model with the the setup I had, I could have done uh, something better. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was just stuck behind the uh, the KTM boys and couldn't okay. uh, couldn't find a way to pass. And uh, yeah, obviously at the end of the motor I was just tired and uh, gave up a little bit in the last lap. But uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, one more step in the right direction. Uh, we knew with the team that uh, the the beginning of the season w- would be difficult and. Uh, on the paper it looks not too bad the p-twin yeah. championship uh, 18 points is, is a lot yeah. but it's it's not too bad like i ex- like if you had asked me uh, this question two weeks ago uh, yeah. i would have said yeah i'm gonna be like uh, outside the top five and like far away you know and no podium yeah. and stuff so i think uh, we have a, r- a good base now uh, okay. this week we're gonna well, I need to uh, to make sure this setup works in practice, and uh, yeah. if it does, uh, we'll finally start to, to train instead of doing testing. Yeah. Uh, even if I, I like uh, I like doing testing, uh, we always uh, improve the bike, and uh, and I like it. But yeah, the, at some point we also need to train, and uh, right now, um, like uh, I use the race as a training. Like that's the only time uh, I do yeah. moto, yeah. and uh, if I can do more in a week, but also I need to feel good on this bike. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, we need to do some compromise. But we we'll see, uh, we we'll see an explanation. Valley. I hope uh, the track is going to be less dry and uh, less outback than today.
0: All right. And, and speaking of the track next week, as you're going up into Denver, you're going to now be racing at altitude. I know you've got MXGP experience, so you are used to all different kinds of terrain. Uh, are you looking forward to this track at altitude, or uh, what are your thoughts on the track next week in Colorado? Uh,
1: usually, uh, I really like the Valley. I like okay. uh, riding in altitude. I like that okay. feeling. Okay. Uh, the bike is slow, so you can really... Uh, Ride wide open on the 450 so that's fun like uh, it's not really every day we can do that Yeah, yeah. some year uh, I didn't really like when it was too outpacked, but uh, yeah, usually we have a really great condition over there
0: All right. Well, we are Anticipating you being even more dialed in it looks like this week you were a little more dialed in I know there was problems passing on that track because of the lines and the deep ruts and they were trying to counteract that with with the the track being as hard as it was today but uh, it doesn't seem like that was all that great either. We still had the rut. so we'll see what happens next week. Best of luck to you when we get to Colorado, Dylan. I got a feeling we'll be talking to you again very soon. Uh, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate you as always. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big dub. Big 49 Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, I told you about a new Ronnie Mack video with Colby Raha. Today, I'm telling you about a new Colby Raha video. This dude is hands down the best at gorilla style moto videos. And by that, I mean, he has no Fs to give and he will set up a ramp absolutely anywhere just to get the shot. The latest video has him putting a ramp up against the side of his van, jumping into a field. He didn't get stuck in the field, so, he just goes and does a wheelie down the 15 freeway to get back to his ramp. It's good stuff. This guy does stuff anywhere, anytime, and he is awesome. Go check it out on the Colby Raha YouTube channel. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show here on a Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. And that's what we need. We're going to spread the Big 49. It is a global sensation. You hook us up and double down the astonishing power of the Big 49 along with our sister station, uh, West of Nashville, which is westofnash.com. It's, it's, not to toot my own horn, but beep effing beep, it's becoming quite impressive. Shout out. Big 49 needs to grow. We need to become the official worldwide source for moto and just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding, and that's happening slowly but surely. So thank you guys for that. I'm very excited about a couple stories I got coming up on the show today. The one about the 200s is going to be fun. It's going to be a double story I will get to. Right now, though, let's go to Florida and start the day with Florida because Florida is a happy place for stretch so much insanity happens there it's great it's our wtf what the florida story of the day coming straight out of miami-dade county and this they have on video and it happened at a convenience store parking lot at 9 p.m on sunday at the heat food market over on 27th avenue and there was a guy his name is cedric acra he's 44 years old And he had a gun on him, but most people in Florida have guns. You can have a gun in Florida, it's pretty easy to get one. And apparently, there was an argument with another man, and the other man, and it was over Mr. Akra's mother, and the fact that she didn't have keys to her own apartment. On the video, you can see them arguing, and then the argument escalates to the point where Akra tells the guy, I will kill you, and he pulls a pistol out, and he points it at the guy, and they struggle with it, And the man is shot, the other man, who grabbed the pistol, tried to take the pistol away from Mr. Akra. He is shot in the abdomen and in the wrist, and he he gets the gun away from Akra. So in the struggle, he shoots him, he takes the gun from him. Now here's where the story gets effing weird. The guy that's been shot by this dude, the guy that is now... Bleeding profusely from a gunshot wound and and he got hit in two places with the same bullet like a magic bullet like the one that killed JFK Man how stupid think we are on that. But anyway, the guy is now bleeding from the wrist and the abdomen And he gets the gun away from Mr. Akron. Now personally You just shot me. I have got your gun away from you. What do does a sensible person do? They shoot you with the gun is what they do. No, not this guy. This guy just said, here, handed him the gun back. Wait a minute, you just shot me. I took the gun from you, and here it is. I didn't, like, take the clip out and take the bullets. No, 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 I just, here, here you go, here's your gun. And then, as soon as he gets the gun back, Mr. Hacker says, points the gun back at his head and says, I should finish you off. Yeah, but he didn't. He instead jumped on his little scooter and boned out down the road. Now, here's what's crazy. I don't know if Mr. Akron changed his mind after he got down the road because a short time later, when there's a shooting, the 50 comes in force. A lot of 50 will show up and, and ambulances and paramedics and all that stuff. And they're all on the scene when Mr. Akron comes rolling back up on his scooter. By the way, still got the gun. They're like, hey, that's the guy right there that shot that dude, right? That's him right there. 5-0's like, yeah, uh, we need to talk to you. Mr. Akra has now been charged with second-degree attempted murder, and he's being held in the uh, Turner-Guilford Knight Correctional Center on a $25,000 bond. Yeah, weird stuff happens in Florida. I've never seen a person get shot, take the gun from a person, and then give them back the gun they shot them with and be like, here you go. You want to finish killing me? Now, we've seen people get the gun from people and then shoot them with the gun they just shot them with. That's very common. But giving it back, not common. But then again, nothing in Florida is common. That's what we love about Florida. All right, coming up next, I can't hold my, my love anymore. I am gonna get to this double whammy story. I got two men who have dedicated their lives to searching for something. One, a possibly fictional monster, and the other, a possible uh, white whale, if you will, who's living somewhere in Ohio. Yeah, we're going to get into this. It's very weird. I'm Stretch. Happy Humper. It's the four nine.
1: The Man Urge.
0: it, John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen, may be hot, but she's dumber than a box of rocks. Just saw a video of her freaking out, apparently, and having a complete meltdown after she did a DNA test and found out she has an identical twin somewhere, at which point she got on the phone with her therapist, had a full meltdown, started calling everyone in her family and asking them what the hell was going on, to which point her sister, who apparently isn't as stupid as she is, said, hey, dumbass, remember we were doing that TV show? and they did a DNA test on everybody and then they submitted them under fake names. That's your evil twin, you idiot. And she was like, oh, okay, crisis averted, dumbass. You may not be aware, but Stretch is a bit of a fat guy that really, really loves food. And I'm scrolling through my social media looking at Moto, and because I'm a fat guy, an ad pops up of a place that has a churro dog where they take a hot dog, they wrap it in churro batter, and then they deep fry the whole thing and then roll it in the cinnamon sugar, and it looks amazing. So I go on a quest to look for one here in Los Angeles, and I find all these fake churro dogs in, like, Koreatown where they get a hot dog bun, they put a churro in the middle with ice cream on it, I'm like, that's not a churro dog. I want a hot dog wrapped in a churro then deep fried, you mofos. And now I can't find one here in Los Angeles. This is BS. Pete Davidson, who's best known for being on SNL and then banging hot chicks and getting dumb up by him and having his little heart broken and being all depressed guy, now kind of is winning his way back into my heart. He had a big war with PETA recently. He was photographed buying a puppy. They bashed the hell out of him. And then he called their office and left a vulgar voicemail basically saying, F you and suck my nuts. So way to go Pete Davidson, because he's like, I'm doing what I gotta do. I got a hypoallergenic puppy because I got allergies. So suck up on these if I bought it from a puppy mill the man entertainment with Stretch Big for It is a Stretch show right now we are gonna go down the rabbit hole of two men on a quest if you will a quest to find a monster that's what they are let's start with our first friend he is chasing what many say is a mythological creature and he's been doing it for 30 years so much so that back in the 1970s after a family visit to the famous lock in Scotland that this guy became obsessed. His name is Steve Feltham. He's 60 years old. He became obsessed with Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, after a 1970 trip to the lock with his family. At that point, he is a young man. He is in his early 20s. Well, at 28, he decided, you know what? I, I He was spending every dime he could get to come back to the lock to have investigations searching for Nessie the Loch Ness Monster. He's fascinated with it. He literally was just infatuated with Nessie the Loch Ness Monster, which, by the way, to me, the least possible of all uh, cryptos, I, I would believe there's a Bigfoot before I would believe there's a Loch Ness Monster. I believe there might be a big-ass fish in that lake or a big something that pops up that people are confusing. I'm highly skeptical of a giant dinosaur that we can't find swimming in a lock. I'm just very skeptical of that. I believe there's some mysterious things in the water, but I don't think it's a monster. I think it's just uh, bigger than something that we think that it is, that we don't think it is, and it's something very explainable, I believe the Loch Ness Monster is. Also a lot of fakes, and that goes with anything paranormal or uh, crypto uh, zoology. So, this guy, at 28 years old, he's like, you know what, F this. I'm gonna dedicate my life, I quit my job. He's been living in a van for 30 years at the lock, where every day he just goes around and looks for the Loch Ness Monster. And he's become an expert on it, and you're like, how does he make money for 30 years living in a van at the beach at the lock in Scotland? Well, he sells driftwood and Loch Ness monster souvenirs as his side hustle and that keeps him afloat because basically think about it he lives in a van doesn't have many expenses and any expense he has he spends on hunting for Nessie the Loch Ness monster this is one guy he has dedicated his life to looking for a monster and I'm like wow that's that's dedication to the cause my man talks about recent sightings where the tour there's tours you can take and they have sonars on them and they found something really big and he was like it's the most exciting thing and most of the time he'll go weeks and weeks and weeks and months without anything without a blip on the radar if you will and then he'll find something and he gets all excited all right let's get into this guy now this dude is named mark johnson he's a molecular virologist that studies the COVID 19 in wastewater. That's what he does. They say uh, he basically goes through our poop in the sewers and and analyzes COVID-19 in the wastewater. Well, apparently he found like the Holy Grail of COVID-19 in Columbus, Ohio. They call it the B.1.1 derivative. And it is from one individual. So he found some poo Columbus Ohio and this person has had COVID for two years now so he's studying the hell out of the poo coming out of Columbus Ohio and here's what's nuts this guy's way better at the damn uh, finding the COVID poo than the Loch Ness monster dude is at finding the Loch Ness monster and he's been at it for 30 years this guy says that The high concentrations of COVID-19 in the Columbus wastewater indicate to him that whoever is carrying this cryptic lineage of COVID-19 is shedding a very high quantity of the virus. So you have a massive super spreader around Columbus, Ohio. And he's even tracked it down. And by the way, he does a vlog on this person who he doesn't know who it is because he's been looking for two years trying to find this person because this person is basically uh, a patient zero of killing us all with a very, very insane line of COVID-19 virus. He says if anyone thinks they've been ill, he's trying to get them help according to him. Not only does he know that they live in the Columbus, Ohio area, but he knows the area they work in because this person apparently will go take a dump at home and then it gets into that sewage water so he knows the general area that they live in in Columbus but then he also knows Hey, wait a minute, this guy is uh, pooping down here, too, so he's living, living and working. He knows the two areas this person is in. They say he works at the Washington Courthouse in Columbus, and then he goes to another area where he lives, and that's where they're finding the poop, and it's the same person because he studies it with a microscope, and he's a scientist. And people are like, wait a minute, this is very, very invasive, where you're like, well, wait a minute, if this guy's patient zero of COVID, it might be good to try and locate this guy. He's now asking the public for help. He's like, hey, if anyone knows anyone in the you know, Columbus area that has been taking massive dumps at the, Columbus, at the Washington courthouse and in another area of Columbus, uh, I need to see them because they're a super spreader of the COVID. He says he's trying to better understand how COVID infections spread and how to better treat them is what the nature of his work is. But then he came across the white whale of COVID spreading right there in Columbus, and he has been trying to find the mystery pooper because he's a poo, He's a poo researcher. Said he does. Molecular biology, uh, virologist goes in and studies your poo from the sewer. He's a sewer dweller. Oh, man, we got a good turd here. Pretty soon he's going to start going door to door. Hello. Can I smell your poo? I'll know it immediately if I see it. Yeah, they they got a super spreader in Columbus, Ohio, so that's what he's looking for. That's crazy. Shout out to those guys, dedicating their lives to their cause. One a mythical monster, another a mythical giant turd filled with COVID. Sounds like fun, right? All right, coming up next, I'm going to tell you a story about, uh, there, there was a story in the news this week about a uh, fighter jet's being scrambled and being given permission to break the sound barrier and creating a massive sonic boom in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area after a plane flew into a restricted area. It later crashed and they found a bunch of dead people on board. Now, here's a weird update on this story. They were weird rich people, but rich people are weird. And of course, I love that the media that reports on it can't just report like, hey, here's some weird rich people. No, that somehow, some way, this was Donald Trump's fault. uh, I'll throw that jab in there that they tried to get in there But I will tell you the story because the story is very weird We'll get into this next I'm Stretch It's the Big 49 Big big, 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 The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Fox Raceway has been closed to the public since about a week before that national race on Memorial Weekend. Since then, they hosted a Loretta Lynn's qualifying race and a crap load of private events with a bunch of the factory and non factory guys out there practicing yesterday was one of those days we saw a bunch of teams getting together like hrc honda ktm and i got to tell you locals got to see jet ripping around but it looks like hunter is still resting the ribs and not getting in so much practice but it's cool to see all the big names out here on the local track still putting in the time i'm stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big 49 it is a stretch Uh, welcome to the hump day edition of it Shout out to Dylan Franis for talking to us. Coming up here in moments, we will rerun that interview with Hunter Lawrence. Hunter not out on the bike, it looks like. Looks like he's not practicing. He is taking it easy with the banged up ribs and getting treatment, I would imagine, because lots of video of Jet riding on uh, Tuesday out at uh, Fox Raceway, putting in lap times. There were a lot of factory guys out there, a lot of privateers out there, just practicing, practicing here in Southern California because Colorado is right around the corner and not that far. So a lot of those dudes did not go back to Florida. Okay, let's get into this weird story. If you heard about it on the news, there was a plane, a private plane, that crashed. And it was doing something weird. It was heading into Long Island where it was about to land when suddenly it made a U-turn and started flying back the other direction and then was not communicating with any. Uh, radio towers along the way. So they started freaking out. And then it started flying back towards restricted airspace in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area. And then they scrambled a couple jets after it. The jets started chasing it. By the way, jets created a sonic boom that freaked people out in Virginia. And they dropped flares in front of it and everything. And they could not make contact. At that point, we're going to go ahead and assume that this was uh, just like the golfer Payne Stewart, that they were all already deceased. Something probably went wrong and there was no oxygen in the cabin or something knocked out everyone on board. And the plane later fell into a wooded area in Virginia and everyone on board was dead at the scene. Possibly dead before the plane ever, ever crashed. So you're like, oh, that's weird. And you're like, oh so whose plane was it? It was a family. And on that plane was, well, it's a weird story. A guy named John Rumpel. He and his wife adopted this lady named Adina Azarian. And they adopted her, however, when she was 40 years old. And by the way, they're rich as hell. But apparently, Miss Azarian was not raised poor. She was from the New England area and grew up in a wealthy family, but became estranged from her family. The Rumpel family had a daughter who died in 1994 at the age of 19 years old. And then at some point they met Azarian and they feel like she was this link to their daughter that she reminded them very, very much of their daughter. So they literally adopted her at 40 years old. They adopted her. And then she wasn't married and she wanted to have grandkids for them. So she went and got in vitro, I'm sure, on their dime because they're rich as hell, and had a grandchild for what became her adoptive parents at the age of 40. Sound weird? Seems weird. She would go with them, and this is where th- they start leaning in now. So she would fly with this couple. This couple were New York City uh, business people, the, the Rumpels, and they are big NRA people. And they say she would attend NRA conferences with the couple in Texas. And all of her New York City friends were shocked that she would go to an NRA convention with her new adoptive parents who were big hunters and stuff. And then here's what I love. The whole thing, though, the whole part of the article, the Hamptons realtor who died with her daughter when their plane crashed in rural Virginia, that's the the adopted daughter, that's Azarian, uh, she was adopted at age 40 by, it doesn't say... So this is the headline of the story. Hampton's realtor who died with her daughter when their plane crashed in rural Virginia was adopted at age 40 by a Trump donor. (laughs) That's what it was. Not not adopted by a wealthy couple or a wealthy New York business family. No. Adopted by a Trump donor. Like, they try to poop on this lady and on her grave before they even give you the story. And, And I can't make this up. That is the actual headline from the story that... This lady was adopted at 40 years old by Trump donors. And then she would go to NRA conventions. Like, can you demonize this poor dead lady anymore? Is it a weird story? Yeah. Weird way to die. Weird way to be adopted at 40 years old by a wealthy family. But I can tell you, I know a hell of a lot of people to be like, man, I wish a rich family would adopt me. Hell, I'm over 50. I'll take a rich family adopted me at this point. Actually, that has kind of happened, to be honest with you. (laughs) More reveals coming soon, but... I am, uh, I, I think this is weird, and I love how the media is just always looking for an angle to take a dig at Trump. So this lady, because she was adopted at 40 years old by this family and started going to NRA conventions, they're Trump donors. Oh boy, I love it. Anyway, rest in peace, I say to her and her daughter, the, the daughter that she had that was their grandkid, also dead, these people have had a tragic life. So uh, rest in peace, I say. I'm Stretch, it's the big 49. Big, 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 the big 49, Moto, Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, I cannot wait for July 1st when the World Supercross season kicks off. That's because we're going to see a whole lot of really familiar riders that, well, we haven't seen all summer. Like, oh yeah, Kenny Roxon Colt Nichols, Vince Freeze, Enzo Lopes, Chris Blos, Kyle Peters, Max Anstey, Dean Wilson. Don't forget our favorite privateer, Kevin Morans. The Beast, Josh Hill, Grant Harlan, Joey Savace, Shane McElrath, Kate Clayson, Justin Boggle, Cole Seeley, Mr. 49 himself, Mitchell Oldenburg, and also Kyle Chiz is going to be there, Colin Park, Hunter Yoder, and they even drug out of retirement Justin Brayton and Michael Essie all on a supercross track over in the UK, and it starts July 1st, and we can't wait here on the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show here on a hump day. Crazy stuff going on uh, in the war in the Ukraine. I do think I saw that. It looks like it was the Russians that blew a big dam. And now it's going to flood an area. But it's also long-term effects. It is going to jack up the agricultural industry in the Ukraine that fed from these reservoirs into the farmland. And now... They blew. imagine blowing like Hoover Dam and a huge reservoir starts flooding downstream and that's exactly what happened now the Ukrainians are like it wasn't us it was the Russians and the Russians were like that didn't happen that never happened now there's all kinds of video of floods and crap going on and this reservoir just dropping like a rock as far as the water level and they say that Russia controlled the area before it happened and then they deliberately let the thing get almost to the top full because typically you have you know you have floodgates and you control the level of water in the reservoir and you open and close open and close well they let it get completely completely full and then it looks like either the dam broke or they blasted it and it is flooding and it is bad and also the water out of those reservoirs cool oh yeah the biggest nuke plant in the world that one there in the ukraine that they've been bombing and hitting and doing all kinds of crap too during this entire war Yeah, it's not a good look there is some craziness going on over there and then speaking of russia their friends iran came out and gave a very you know saber rattling speech that we now have hypersonic missiles capable of traveling at 15 times the speed of sound and they cannot be stopped they cannot be shot down i think that was the next word of the statement and they had this whole dog-and-pony show on their TV. They say, this power is an anchor of lasting security and peace for the regional countries. They're talking about Israel, who's armed to the hilts with United States technology and their own. And they are doing this, but it's like, dude, I we know you got the technology from Russia. We're sure they gave it to you, yet their hypersonic, uh, undefendable missiles proved to be very defendable with... 30-year-old scud missiles they were shot down so eh, fun fun to say i can tell you i have the unstoppable big 49 radio station but if somebody got millions and millions and millions of dollars and put another big 49 on they would be able to shoot me right out of the sky and be like yeah we got you all the saber rattling doesn't really matter when it's not true Because something can always stop you. And and the problem with the supersonic missiles that we've been hearing about is they're being stopped by very non-cutting-edge technology. So if you got that from Russia, there could be problems. Now, if you designed it yourself, maybe you got something fancy that nobody else knows about. But I got a feeling you got it from the Ruskies, and the Ruskies are getting their shot down by the Ukrainians. Just saying. I'm just saying. Not trying to stir the pot. I'm just saying. All right. Coming up. I got uh, another segment going to tell you about uh, fun. Uh, I got a couple fun stories. I got earthquakes in the South and the Carolinas. And I got theory on that. It's a conspiracy theory. Put your tinfoil hat on. And I have another story about COVID and hospitals and fun stuff like that. It's great. It's not depressing at all. It's hump day. Welcome to it. It's a stress show. Big 49 big big the Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday I was checking out the current Super Motocross point standings and for the 450s, it's kind of crazy. Remember, you have to be in the top 20 to earn a nod into the Super Motocross playoffs at the end of the year. Right now, the top 10 is this. Chase Sexton, Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac, Aaron Plessinger, Ken Roxon, Adam arillo, Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson, Josh Hill, and Dean Wilson. Now, the crazy thing about that list is six of those 10 guys in the top 10 are currently not racing the outdoor season and losing points every single week which is great news for the 450 newbie jet lawrence who hit reset on these super motocross points at the outdoor season because he moved up from 250s to 450s gonna be cool to see what happens when we get that final top 20 i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now oh boy here we go for the stretch show on a big old thursday i got big news big news big news big 49's coming with it uh here's some awesome news i told you guys in the moto minutes today all of the freaking riders that are going to the world supercross this summer and it's an effing f ton of riders going to the world supercross it is crazy how many dudes are going over there. Uh, God, I wanna start rattling them off. You're gonna have 40 riders, more than 20 of them are dudes that you are used to seeing here at America Racing on the regular. And we are really fired up that we will be working with the World Supercross this summer. And you will have some really cool World Supercross content uh, coming your way here on the Big 49, stay tuned for an announcement on that. But, I can tell you with all uh, all positive vibes moving forward that, that we are going to be doing some stuff with them. So, very, very cool. Get ready for that here on the 49. And I'm talking, you know, Roxon, Anstey, Dean Wilson, uh, Cade Clayson. I know our dude Kevin Morans is over there. Freaking Mr. 49, Mitchell Oldenburg is over there. Kyle Chiz. They're bringing out of retirement, Justin Brayton and Mike Alessi will both race the World Supercross this year. There is a long, long list of dudes. Justin Hill, Justin Hill is a threat to win it. Justin Hill is no effing joke. And that dude is overdoing the World Supercross this year. Uh, Hunter Yoder's over there. It's just on and on. The list is insane how many dudes are racing in the World Supercross this summer dudes that you know and love and it's going to be awesome to be uh getting you content on that all summer long here on the big 49 so pumped up july 1st first race going to be over in cardiff i know we got worldwide listeners too so if you've got a guy from your country a lot of euro dudes coming over from mxgp obviously because they're going to race a lot of it in europe so you're going to have those guys you're going to race a race in canada you're going to race a race in australia singapore gonna be badass so, that is coming your way right now. I got a couple stories I didn't get to. Let's just bang those out. Everybody laughing at a earthquakes. There's a cluster of earthquakes in North Carolina this week. Now they're 2.5s, which people in LA go, dude, a 2.5? That stretch farted is what you're getting there, but not necessarily the case. That Two earthquakes on Sunday. People are freaking, and they say they were centered 500 feet apart. I tell you what, it is they're an underground military they're building a base <laughs> that's what it was and then here's the other story that i want to throw out there before i go away uh, we all heard it during the pandemic how hospitals were they furloughed staff they cut workers salaries they trimmed executive bay and they were crying at how broke they were and how overwhelmed they were and how they couldn't provide care and we were seeing that during the pandemic and everyone was scared well now this uh, article is by the way written from a michigan newspaper so It only investigated a company in Michigan, uh, which is called uh, Bronson Healthcare. And well, uh, when they looked back at it, they realized something. Those guys made record profits. In fact, they made so much money during the pandemics, like they are set now. They made $30 million uh, in COVID relief money from the government alone, and they more than doubled the profits from 2019 when they didn't have COVID, and then 2020 came along and they more than doubled their money, showing $123 million in profits in the year 2020. And this is a small microcosm of the healthcare system in America. So if these guys were doing that while they were, you know, crying heartache on the financial tip, what do you think the bigger hospitals were doing in the bigger cities and in the rest of the country? Yeah, there was a killing being made at literally uh, at our expense all across the country in the healthcare system. So don't believe a word those MFers say. They were making a fortune. And and granted, if they're saving your life, they deserve to be paid, but not where you're furloughing people and saying you're broke and taking government subsidies and then, oh, wait a minute, you had record profits? Yeah, you did, you bastards. So, look at that. Look at that conspiracy theory everywhere. I got one around every corner. You know why? Because it's what I do. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a Stretch Show. Time to get up on out of here. We'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday show. Thursday is my marathon day, but it is the last one. You're not going to hear me bitch about this anymore after tomorrow. It's the last one. Two years I have been grinding like a mofo, and I'll break that all down for you on a Friday show. I have peace. I have peace in my life, I hope. Pray for peace. That's all I want. Peace of mind. And I'm going to have some. So we will get into this on the Friday show. Also on the Friday show, we will bang out the rest of the interviews we don't get to. I've been mixing the interviews up. Typically, I just run all the 450 guys and then 250 guys. This week, I've been going first place first place second place second place place, running it like that so we'll see any interviews i did not get to out of hangtown i will throw in for the friday spectacular it is gonna be awesome then we're going racing this weekend in colorado don't forget the world supercross is bringing it they kick off july 1st over the uk and man do they got a lot of riders They got a lot of riders that you know, a lot of really good riders. There's going to be some next level Supercross going on this summer all around the world. They got a round in Singapore. If I could get to any round, I would try to get to Canada, but we we would have to see. That would involve taking off real jobs and doing all kinds of stuff. I got to see what I can do. Oh, man. Supercross is now a year round sport because as soon as World Supercross is over, you got the Australian Supercross, Australian Supercross is over. Bam, back in America, racing American Supercross. It is crazy. And then don't forget about the uh, Super Motocross playoff season, the three rounds we have coming up in September. It's nuts. Nuts, I tell you. There is a lot of moto in this world, and the Big 49 is going to bring it all to you because we are the home of Moto Rock Extreme and the only rock and roll motocross radio station on the planet. Very, very cool. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you, man. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow morning, my friends, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.